Meanwhile, I've been running around like through the entire pandemic. I've been on flights going everywhere. I've been crowds of, you know, 70,000 people, 80,000 people. And nothing. nothing. Yeah. I mean, I got to take basic precaution, but nothing. Yeah. I got my booster today. I had to go to Woodstock to get it, but nonetheless. Cool. I remember the old days when you went to Woodstock to do drugs. Totally yeah, different. Is, and totally everybody going different. to Woodstock for experimental drugs. That's great. There you go. No. <laughs> yeah. Don't take the brown COVID shot. Touche, <laughs> gentlemen. Touche. What else? Wow, who's the blob? Oh, it's Bob. Blob Harmon. You were you were just a blob on the screen here a minute ago. Minute. Everyone's and, coming in. There still am. Now. Hold on. Eric, are you at the golf course? Yeah, again. We're on a ranch. I'm always at the golf. I'm always on the golf course. <laughs> I think he's in his office posing, pretending. I'm supposed to be on the golf course right now, but I'm not. I'm here in the office. Oh, okay. Try something else. What's going on, everybody? Anything exciting? Fall fell. Many it's exciting things. Many exciting things. It's cold up here. It's cold up there. It's hot down here. Yeah, yeah we finally started back. Hitting, hitting fall weather in uh, Vegas. It dropped down to a, a, a chilling 86 degrees today. Like Florida Damn. in the fall, right? Yeah, what is it here right now? It's uh, 84. 77 here. It's nice here. I think it's barely 50. That's why we pay such high taxes for the 10 degrees lower temperature. <laughs> is that what it is? I thought that was like some kind of, I thought that was some kind of like nuclear thing that was going on coming up from the earthquakes and stuff and it was keeping your weather down. No, it's El Nino. Ah, there you go. 57 That's... here. Oof. But it'll be in the 30s tonight. So, well, there you go. Causes hurricanes on the Atlantic coast, and now what's the what's the reverse of uh, El Nino? There's El another El Nino, isn't it? La, La El, Nino. El Nino. La Nina, right? La Nina. Yeah. Whatever that other period is, is when we get hurricanes. We've had hardly any uh, this year, thanks to you guys taking the brunt of it. But you might be seeing the future for us. I don't know. There was another one I got an alert on today, Victor, who's off the coast of Africa. That's a lot of hurricanes getting all the way to the I mean, the the general path these days is scoot around Florida and go up and hammer, you know, Louisiana. New Orleans. Too loudly. Don't jinx us, Marcel. You say that too loudly, they're gonna go bam, hit you right on. All right. I don't think that's like a new thing. I think if you look at, you know, the geography of the country, you've got Two catcher's mitts carved out of the land. Yeah. Exactly. 
Florida gets spared. But we used to get our share. Like they used to come through Florida and then kind of go up and hit Louisiana or something or cut back across Florida and go get uh, Georgia or whatever, you know, and they'd be worn out by then. But for the last couple of years, they're all going to Louisiana and Mississippi. and A lot of Gulf, a lot of Gulf hurricanes. But boy, in the 60s, they snockered South Florida like boom, 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 one after another. Cosmo, were you down in Florida then? When? 60s, early 70s, when they just kept getting snockered with storms? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah I was. I lived down. I actually lived down in Miami, and uh, I lived. Uh, I lived near the beach, and I forget which. Uh, probably sixty-seven or sixty-eight. Hurricane yeah. came through. We lived on the second floor, and the water came up to uh, my second floor. Yeah, yeah. How about what was it? Was it two thousand five when we got like three or four of them in one year? That was uh, two thousand four. I think three of them hit Palm Beach County. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was Hurricane Charlie, Charlie Hurricane Francis, Hurricane Jean, and another right. one. There was a fourth yeah. one. My daughter, my daughter was born during Jean. Wow, cool. What's her name? McKenna. <laughs> Jean, Jean. Eh? Yeah. Hey, nice pics from the show uh, the other day, Cosmo. Those are really nice to see. Which from one? the Stones show? Oh yeah, oh. yeah. I just, you know me. I, I kind of wear my emotions on my sleeve, so. So, no, uh, yeah, it's it's meant, meant a lot to me. It was a great. I mean, it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. They're really? unbelievable. Yeah, Th- the, they still yeah. had those like four big iPhone things, right? That they had yeah, in the, the stadium shows. Yeah, the video, the video walls. I mean, it, it's it's. I don't know. It was a very simple production. The only thing I didn't like is the video wall behind the band. It should have stopped at the screen at the with the roof line and then come down. Yeah. But, but I mean, it was it, it was great. The, the thing I don't like about big screens, especially when you're close, is you look at the screen. You're all it, it's your your eyes go to the screen when you got I got Mick Jagger right here, and I'm looking up at the fucking screen. Yeah, that was uh, I, when I had uh, Brickman on my podcast. He made a really good comment about that. He said he went and saw the Stones, and he said the problem I had with the video screens is they made Mick Jagger look small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, it's yeah. a really great point. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is I like the side screens for the people in the back. But when you're right in the front, I mean, I went to see when they had the big round screen in the middle and I was in the, I was in the pit. I was I was in the barricade and I watched some guy front row seat looking at my I mean, Mick Jagger was literally five feet away from him. He was looking at the screen. I'm like, Dude, oh, God, right in front yeah. of you. And he's well, I mean, sweating just, on you and you're looking at this it, picture. It's the same at sporting events, you know, when people go to a Dolphins game and watch it on the, you know. Have you been? Have you been to the stadium in, at AT and T in Dallas? No. Anybody here? It's very distracting. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. Uh, that's terrible because the screen is yeah. huge. It's as long as the field, so yeah. you look, you look at the screen. Same with SoFi. Same with SoFi here. I, I got to take a call. I'll be back. I'm working. You know. It's all right. Me too. Aww. Yeah, Fedo, you're back. Hey, how are you? Am I muted? No. No, I'm not. Yay. I'm good. How's everybody else? And flippantastic. Okay. Busy. Especially especially Dearson. Dearson seems to just have an incredible life. I don't know what's going on with him. He lives in Las Vegas. Anybody like me who lives in Las Vegas has a terrific life. I've met some crackheads in Vegas that would argue. How how could life not be good? This is Yeah. You're not in the water. Baby Yoda back there. We got everything I need. 
Yeah, you're not in the pool today, though, so you must be working yeah. or something. Hey, yeah. did you say you moved to Southern Highlands? Yeah. That's no, nice out there. Yeah, it's very cool. Mm-hmm. It's temporary, but it's cool. Are you going to yeah, be in you- town next week, Patrick? Uh, I got to look at the calendar, but yeah, I think I am. Mostly. I come in Monday through Friday. We'll, have oh, to cool. well, let's grab lunch or something. For sure. One of those days. Show you the new office. Cool. We're filming something for Ford, so it'll be kind of cool. It's a new right. project that you might like. What is it? Can't tell you. It's in our studio. You can't know. do that. Why not? Because it's, it's bad not tease. cool. It's, it's cool, though. Cool. If I tell you, I got to kill you. I would have is it, to. <laughs> it's a new vehicle? A secret new vehicle? <laughs> it's still a Ford. Uh, it's Maybe. probably the freaking F-150 no. electric thing. No. No, it's not. It's coming out. It's it's actually a preview of stuff for SEMA that we're putting into video file form. Oh, cool. So SEMA is definitely happening. Yeah, there is a new car, but it's it's very very prototype. Hmm. When when is SEMA this year? Uh, so we usually load in and focus on the thirty first. So it's got to be the beginning of uh, September or uh, November. I can look. I don't even know. I go. I go for a week, then I come home for a couple of days, and I go back for another week, and then I come back for ten days, and then I go back for SEMA. So I'll be in Vegas pretty much all month. Is is LA Auto Show still happening? Yes. Oh, LA. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, a lot of offsite gigs from a lot of the manufacturers this year. Yeah. Um, to do their little special presentation for their dealers and you know, different marketing things. So it could be good for everybody here in LA. Yeah. We can't supply it all. There's no way. Yeah. Work is good. There seems to be lots of people working. Matt's posted. He's got some gigs and I was talking with Richard Cadena, who's out on film shoots or some such. Yeah. It's still a ton of film shoots and webcast and broadcast. A lot of the live stuff, uh, just dropped off again. Yeah. A bunch of cancellations for October, November, December. Mm. Yeah. I saw that a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of like October stuff seems to be pushing to January. So we're going to have another bubble. I mean, I'm not complaining cause it does wonders for the used equipment business <laughs> every time they do this Certainly. stuff. But, but, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I worry, I worry for our industry every day. Yeah. It's tricky. But, um, you know, it's a, it, it's, I don't know, it, it, provided they don't pull another, you know, fear porn variant to scare the hell out of every producer coming up, we should have a fantastic 2022. Because um, right out of the gate in January, we Deja vu. a lot of stuff. But yeah, it's this Delta variant freak out, every producer just yanked everything back, going, we're not going to put the the funding in to start this up because we just don't know what crazy nonsense the government's going to pull at the last minute and cancel our event. You're just, you're, you're out all your money. I mean, I feel for the producers. It's tough. Yeah. So are, are people actually able to charge uh, non-refundable deposits now? Are companies? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to keep your client? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it becomes that deposit becomes credit towards another one right now. <clears throat> oh boy. Unfortunately. 
Yeah. I've heard bus companies are doing that. Um, yeah. If people are pulling, pull the plug on a tour of that, they're just not giving them their deposits back. Yeah. And it becomes, the money. Yeah. It becomes a deposit for, or a, uh, a credit for another gig is what seems to be the norm right now. Yeah. That's, that's a bit challenging though, because I mean, you know, I know a lot of the people I'm talking to are saying, yeah, I've already spent, you know, 90% of the money that we got from the deposit on all the stuff that I had to prepay for. And, you know, now you're supposed to give the deposit back, right? I don't know. Well, it yeah, I mean, it, it also comes down to how your contract's written and, and what your agreements are. You know, I mean, we, we have a standing, you know, if we're, if we're within 30 days of the event, you know, it's it's 100% non-refundable and we have a very open conversation with the client about that ahead of time so that they understand that, you know, people are securing, and this is primarily the fact that we're fighting to to keep food on the table of the crew that are hired, yeah. right? Yeah. So you, you, they, these guys are turning down other work and you can you can say, oh, well, everything's happening at the same time when you want. It's still a problem. Would you going to take some stuff out? Should we take stuff out of the fridge? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, end we're of the getting day, the wine going in a caravan. Uh, Steve, I so, muted you. Sorry. Um, end of the day, I think Fedo's got it right. You know, it just depends on your relationship with your client. If you want to keep the client, you know, no matter what the contract says, unless it's Google or Facebook or something, you know, chances you know, are. You is it, is it a postponement or is it a hard cancellation? You know, that's the other thing. Yeah. We've had a, a number of the live events cancel but they've also rolled into uh either virtual or they were going to be a hybrid anyway so they're still doing the 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 you know the the virtual part of it but they just canceled the live portion right so it's you know it's kind of weird you just yeah. like i said you got to work with your people you know yeah it really is you, you just you have to gauge you know, who it is. It also depends on, you know, is it a longstanding client? Is it someone that you, you can trust to, to discuss it and know that they've got your back as well? Um, you know, we, we ran into an issue, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, the, we had a, a cancellation that was, it was a major cancellation uh, two weeks out from the load in. And this was like, four, five weeks of work for a significant amount of crew. And it was a, a basically a new client that had been troublesome in the past with the few dealings that we had. And, you know, we, we just fought like hell to get a 50% cancellation for the crew members because we knew damn well that for a lot of these guys, it was the last check they were going to see for many, many months. Um, and sure enough, we, you know, the, they want to do the event again, but right out of the gate in the planning of the re-event, they're already playing games with everybody. And to the point where the vendors are starting to leave and, you know, it's like, okay, well, with that kind of client, you just have to, you have to trust your intuition and, and know that you're, you're mm -hmm. playing it properly because, you know, had we not fought for it, there, there would have been nothing and they, they just wouldn't have cared, you know, they yeah. So, Bob, are you still shut down? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got extended uh, into October, third week of October now. And it's just unbelievable. And there's you know, no uh, handouts. No, there's nothing. 
There's no more. PPP is gone. Um, unemployment will run out within a month for the entire year because it's only 26 weeks. So people who've had no work um, are going to think about relocating, changing their jobs or. Uh, yeah. Some are going to live out of their cars. Wow. And uh, that's where, where we stand. Very important for everybody. If you're if you're receiving emails from the Census Bureau, yeah, I saw that today, Patrick. But the thing is, you didn't uh, you didn't include the link. I saw it on Facebook or it's, something. It's, it's not it's not a link that that you just give out. You receive that from the Census Bureau with a specific code for your corporate entity, uh, not just a public thing. So you sh you know if you have an actual corporate entity you should be receiving these from the Census Bureau and I encourage everybody to fill them out and to to be honest with them in very clear polite language as to exactly mm -hmm. what's happened to this industry because they've you know they they they're clearly hunting for information and uh, I don't think they really get the, the live events industry just to, you know, yeah i mean every every little bit helps obviously but uh you know it's just like the the strickland thing again today i mean he's right but you know i don't know like does sending schumer an email actually do anything you know i don't well, know what i will they say, say it does, but one of the things strickland always says is you know you you, you haven't lost until you've given up yeah you know, well you, you strength in numbers and all that stuff yeah yeah and you know, what does it take for you to write an email or two emails to Congress people out of your week? You know, like just take it. The, the more they get the influx and and quite frankly, it's about the the mass of it when it hits their servers, you know, because they're not looking at any of that. But it's aides that are looking at that when they start looking at it and going, all right, well, we just got this massive influx this week of this music act thing by yeah. 10,000 people this must be something you pay attention to. So that goes into the inbox of things they got to check off. So you, you, you can't give up and you got to be diligent about it. And you just got to keep making noise and keep, keep reminding the world that, you know, this, this is an industry that is not out of the woods and everybody fucking loves, but they don't realize what, what it takes. Yeah. Yeah, everybody wants to see a good concert, but yeah, you know, they don't get it. Yeah. No, it's, it, you know, it's, it's challenging. It's frustrating. I can tell you as a business owner, like typically we just go on, you know, we just go, okay, forget about all that stuff. Not that we've given up, but we've just chosen to focus on other things. And yet, you know, I talked to someone like Eric Todd and Eric Todd is, you know, knee deep. He knows every word of every email and he's fighting every different angle of it and stuff. And he'll probably if he hasn't already, he'll probably be successful. I don't look at those uh, spreadsheets that show who got money because it just pisses me off when I see them. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I think the older you get, you start looking away from the stiff stuff that just annoys you, you know? Yeah, it's certainly. Finally learned that. No, it's, it's, it, it means it, it has, as a business owner, you have to, you're always dealing with risk tolerance and you're, your amount of effort you want to put into something for your return. And the thing I constantly harken back to is the fact that in throughout the pandemic, so many of us worked harder than we've ever worked for such little return. 
Yeah. And now as things start coming back and, and I've been just as guilty of it at times, you go, all right, things are happening. I can take a step back and not really worry about that stuff as much because we're, you know, here we go. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, wait, October, November, December just dropped off the fucking map because. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that's a very good point, Patrick, but I think it's also that you just, you look at the things that need your attention that give positive results. Like at some point you do, uh, you know, you get fatigue over, you know, Oh, send Schumer another email. You know, yeah, what the last 500 emails I sent Schumer do? So, you know, I'm not saying that's me, but I'm saying a lot of people do come to that point where it's just those, the government's not going to help. You know, I better go figure something out. But I mean, then you've got companies like Bob, you know, what the hell is Bob supposed to do? I mean, he can focus all he wants, but unless he goes into the coffee business or creates hotel beds in his shop and brings in tourists or something, I mean, what's he going to do? He can't have a show. And that's why I do it. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's why I encourage everybody not to give up. It doesn't matter where the hell you are. We as a whole have to stick together and we have to I feel fight like we need really talk. soft music right now with like sort of a, a march behind it, you know. The theme of gladiator. But you do, you have to you have to keep fighting, you have to rise up, and and it there is a lot of fatigue that comes with it. And it's it's hard. It's just fucking hard. This whole pandemic's been hard on a lot of people. And I think that. Well, I think this call, as I look at how many people are on this, is an excellent barometer of it. Look who's still standing and still fighting, regardless of where their their ability to do business is right now. And look back at call number five. You know, what are we on? 62 here? 60 something, yeah. 60, yeah, that's like 62 or 62 calls to flatten the fucking curve. Day 91. (laughs) We're We're still fighting. And back then... There were, it was like the peak. It was like 70, 80, 90 people on this call. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot. They, <laughs> it tends to be a barometer I mean, for I hope they're people working, working and that's why they can't yeah. come on. Hopefully, but, yeah. You know, Hopefully, yeah. This, you know, I, and I get that we divulge into some nonsense here and there and it, 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 it lose interest in some people, but every single call that I've been on has Guilty. given a bit of information that's actionable and worthwhile. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, I think that's the beauty of sticking together. And well, so honestly, it's good what, to what just is, have people it? to bounce ideas and to talk to and to listen to and all of those and, things. And to call each other out on our own bullshit, right? Like, so when, when you say, what, what did my other emails do when I, when I emailed all the, the politicians? Well, the first round got us around a PPP, uh, right? That, that, that helped push that. And the, the next round got a second round of that going. You know, it beat the shit out of them. The third round got SVOG going. Well, maybe that didn't get all of us money, but it got some other people money that may not have had the chance or the wherewithal to fight it for themselves. And it helped. You know, now the next push, because there are people like Bob that need that money way more than a lot of the other businesses that have at least had a chance to try and do business. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of business. David Barber, you know, I know you're probably not backed up on ads where you don't have room to, <laughs> oh. to plug them in, you know? I mean, <laughs> you know, marketing budgets are gone the way of the iPhone 2. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's 
so I feel for everybody who's in that position. Like I feel very fortunate because there is a used gear market that we're feeding into. And I feel good for, you know, even for Eric and, and Ben's not here, but Ben and all the moving light manufacturers, they're at least getting some orders. You know, it's not where it was, but it's better than it was last year. But I mean, then there's the bobs. You know, it's like Jesus Christ. You know, well, let's, something let's, has to let's, give. let's talk about a couple things that are, that are that I do see coming up, and one of them is um, that we're about to uh, they're about to release the floodgates at least to Japan. Some of the international flights are about to start coming back into the U.S. Um, that that's interesting work, and that's going. Does to anyone find it bizarre though that Japan and Europe, but not Canada? Yes, Canada's still I find blocked. it very, very bizarre. It's completely it's like, insane. Like, it, obviously, it it's no a grudge. It's like, there's, it's like there's some vendetta against the Canadians. Because That's what I'm saying. The and they've been so careful. fucked up, yeah. But Canada's been so ridiculously careful. I mean, they're like Hawaii, where they get one or two cases, and they shut everything down, close it all, you know? And they, it, to me, it's do, disgusting that oddly, we're allowing Europe, Europe and some of the Asian countries and all of this other stuff, but not Canada weird well that's the odd thing it's the u.s that's stopping the canadians from coming in here the other way around they've opened it up at least yeah. within whatever the parameters of travel are I, I yeah it's it makes weird. absolutely no sense whatsoever weird but there's a whole lot in the world today that makes no sense to me so i just kind of go okay go with the flow that's for sure yeah, yeah. every morning i wake up and go what <laughs> what just happened what the yeah yeah it's crazy no you're you're right bob i mean it's uh i mean at least they're opening you know it's like ldi now you know one of the big arguments was that it's not going to be an international show now at least you know barring someone's seen you know problem uh it's going to be an international show i've talked to some europeans who are coming oh good but Steve uh, warren still on uh, no, he, he said, said he had. He back. said he'd see he us he in the house. Back. Yeah, well, I booked my flight. By the way, Marsha, did you? Because I, did I was lying to you last week. week. I was lying I... to you last week because I didn't want you to take the last JetBlue flight. So I was telling you it's Southwest <laughs> that has the direct flight out of Fort Lauderdale, but it's JetBlue. No, Blue. there's only one direct, and it's the JetBlue, and it's chivalry only one is day. completely dead at this point, folks. Marcel, <laughs> I, I, totally, I was duping her. Yeah, I, I totally didn't fall for it. How long have we been friends? Yeah, it seemed like you fell for it. I too, it felt no, like no, it. no. I also did book my flight, and um, I actually am coming into Vegas a couple of days earlier because it was cheaper to get a cheaper flight in a hotel room for two days <laughs> than it was to pay the three hundred dollars <laughs> to fly one way from Fort Lauderdale to Vegas on Thursday. It was hey, ridiculous. by the way, by the way, David Barber. Yes, you want to be roomies because I got a room at the Trump. I'm good. No. I got two beds. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'd rather sleep in the street. <laughs> hey, give, give it time. You might be. <laughs> I have a, a lovely at room at the Westgate, as we always do. There are no lovely rooms at the Westgate. I've stayed in every room in that hotel. If you squint. <laughs> <laughs> and don't breathe. And you drink a lot. Yeah, well, everybody true. be wearing masks, so that helps. Yes. You know, are. it used to be okay when it was a Hilton because I had Hilton Diamond. And if you checked in as Diamond, you could get like some crazy Elvis suite or something. But now it's just the Westgate and, you know, 
probably the crazy Elvis suites or storage or something. For years, I think Jackie got to go there. For years, I've said, let's not stay there. But it's the it's the just inertia. It's convenient. We can roll out of bed and into the trade show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I used to stay at the Renaissance, too, for the same reason. And plus, the Renaissance was nicer than the Westgate. It's now not been updated in a long time. But, um, you know, and plus, the Renaissance didn't have a casino. The only problem was you had to sneak to your room at night because there would be, like, Nick Freed and Gary Moss and stuff sitting at the bar going, hey, dude, come have one drink. You know, and 14 hours later, you're still sitting there. It's we stayed at the Renaissance one anymore, year. So. It's kind of like staying at the Hard Rock. Same problem. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, Chris Asen, how, how far did you and Dave Schulman get with securing the Tommy Rockers for your new center bar location? Uh, Dave didn't have anything to do with that. Uh, where, uh, he, he sure sounded like it. No, nah, nah, we got we got our office manager's band is going to play that weekend. Um, Tommy has been in Alaska for the last two weeks and hasn't been able to get home. So we're just Who's waiting Tommy? on a confirmation. The guy that owns it. Tommy. Oh. oh, OK. Owns the bar. Right. So he's and the other thing he's worried about is he cannot get employees. And he said, if you bring in over 200 people. Then oh, oh, we'll I'm bring screwed. our own bartenders. Not a problem. Yeah, <laughs> we'll serve ourselves. I promise we'll record them all. And you know, it's not a big deal. So he's really worried about that. So I need to go talk to him when he gets back next week while I'm in town. I like I like yeah. the idea of buffet liquor. I know I haven't seen that yet. You know? <laughs> yeah, everybody pays thirty dollars and drink whatever you want. Yeah, right? yeah. He's worried about big big crowds right now. Um, when he has big bands there, he doesn't have the staff, the security, everything to to control the the big bands. He has two stages in the big stage. He's trying to I'm not pretty book. sure. I'm pretty sure we could reach out to the industry. And I mean, I don't know if there's an insurance problem or something, but we could reach out to the industry and find four bartenders or eight bartenders or something. Oh, I, oh I'm sure. I'm you sure. Uh, I'll have more of a talk with them next week. When yeah. He's in town, I'm in town. Yeah. Uh, looks good. I'm so sure far. we can find someone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we can work it out. And just bribe them on the side so that, you know, your tab is instead of 500, it's like 50 or whatever. Drop us here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> he already said he'd give us happy hour prices, you know, if we do like a tag, dog tag or something. Hey, you you know? want to know something, Chris? Cool. I'm announcing it here. This is insane. I just discovered it the other day. The LDI, when I took a job from Martin, was 30 years ago this year at uh, LDI, 30 years ago, 1991. We're old. Isn't that crazy? 30 freaking years. Yeah, we're old. That blew me away when I looked at it. I'm like, wait a sec, because I don't know, somebody sent me something or whatever. I think maybe Gerard sent me something and said, this was in 1991. And I'm like, oh my God, 30 years ago. Was it a picture of you guys? Was it a picture of you guys in black and white? Yeah, I think it was me, him, and Yeheskiel. Yeah, yeah. I got it. I can send it to you. Yeah, oh, yeah, I have that picture. Yeah, I think I gave it to him. Yeah. It's hilarious. I, I mean, 30 freaking years. Was that I Dallas? did my first lighting design Reno. 40 years ago this year. This year. Damn, you're old. I am. I qualify. Yeah, yeah it was uh, the first Reno show. Oh, so they did two Reno shows because they did a 93 yeah. at point. Yes. Yeah, that, that was, was 91. That was snowed. Yeah, David remembers. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, it was in the no. parking lot. And didn't American DJ and other California companies and stuff have trouble getting your 
your product that year? Yeah, that well, the year when yeah, everything, the, all the roads were closed. So our truck driving up there couldn't get up there. Right, right. There wasn't enough power in the building. Yeah, there was generators, generators everywhere in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they had to go borrow like four spinny lights and two fog machines from a local strip club in Reno. And that was the AMDJ booth. Oh, uh, that was feeder cable. <laughs> feeder cable through up through the entire catwalk. It was unreal the amount of feeder cable well, in that. And room. I remember there was massive wind too. The planes were coming in over that mountain there yep. in Reno yeah. and going like this. It felt like you were gonna crash. Everybody Everybody had horror stories. I, I did an emergency yeah. landing that year in, in Sacramento. Oh really? Yeah, we ran out of fuel and uh nice. came that in be problematic sideways really? into Sacramento. And they sat us on the, the tarmac for four hours. Liquor carts ran out of fuel. Um, and then finally landing in, in Reno, they, they landed in like a foot of snow because they just had to put the plane down. And we, I remember coming to a sliding halt right at the end of the wow. well. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. I remember one year, Marsha, you right, might remember this, but nothing to do with LDI, but probably, I don't know, 15 years, maybe even 20 years ago, there was a plane going from like here to San Juan or from San Juan to St. Thomas or something. It was a smaller propeller plane. Maybe it was going to the Bahamas, but um, the guy was videoing with his phone out the window and the plane like went into a nosedive and then started like spinning and, and doing flips, like, you know, uh, just completely end over end falling out of the sky and he's still got his phone on as he's screaming and then all of a sudden it just goes mm. <laughs> and they're back flying again and wow. i mean the whole plane's just going what the fuck just happened you know like probably the deep smell of poop i'm guessing <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> can, you, can you imagine going wow. through that that's one of those ones like like the movies where they go i love you man no i really love you you know like <laughs> I've always had a thing for you. And then the plane fixes itself. And he's like, no, no, I was just kidding, man. I was just kidding. Trying to make you feel better. Wife, I only cheated on you 10 times. I promise. I promise. Oh, never mind. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I slept with your sister. Yeah. Oh, those things we say when our life passes before us in 10 seconds. I remember uh, Montero had one too, Eric. You probably remember it when he was going to Mexico City, I think. And uh -huh. it was like Mexicana. And the plane had to go out over the ocean and start dumping fuel because he was going to crash land. <laughs> I mean, and the pilot comes on and goes, yeah, we think we're going to have to crash land. we got to dump fuel. Mm. Well, that's a happy feeling. Landing, landing gear got stuck or something, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was the week. that was the week that you called me and said, hey, you got to come to Mexico after I had heard that story. <laughs> I'm like, who called crazy. you? You did. Oh, I did. Yeah, we were doing a thing down in Mexico with 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 them. Yeah, like, yeah, with yeah. that music something. Yeah, music. And, you know, Chris, it's all fine. It, it, there's no problem. Get on a well, plane. Well, you're still here. What are you talking about? <laughs> Man, quit whining. Live, live to tell. Live yep. to tell the story. Quit whining. Happy Sons Day, you bunch of sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Not that your moms are bitches. I wasn't saying that. <clears throat> if you were I never dogs, get, uh, would be. Yeah. I never get into those things. Well, first of all, my son isn't on Facebook, so it wouldn't have been worthwhile. I would have just impressed all you guys that I remembered it. Mm -hmm.
but yeah. Well, Are you guys using still, is everybody still using Facebook heavily? I am. Not heavily, but yeah. I use it. I'm more a voyeur these days. Here's an yeah. interesting, I just got out of a marketing meeting today and 70% of our website traffic is coming from Facebook right now. Wow. Really? I'll tell you one thing. If, you, uh, if you're trying to track down an LD you don't know directly, uh, you can find them on Facebook and get into a conversation much yeah. easier than you can. LinkedIn just- seems a little better for that. But um, that's interesting, Eric. I, I'm surprised because maybe you know, I, six, I, seven Marcel, years ago, you should look at you should look at your Google Analytics. I bet you, oh, I you'll do find every day. The same thing. Yeah, I do every day. It's bizarre. I mean, I'm just going to start, you know, paying for elation lighting in my Google AdWords and <laughs> see, see if that gets me more traffic. Well, this is an interesting thing that I just. I'm joking. To. The the speaking of the Google Analytics, so I had a bit of a tete-a-tete with Google two months ago because yeah, the analytics were showing that we were, were getting all of this traffic to the online store. There were li- literally zero sales from any of that traffic. So we had sales going on, but none of it was coming from the Google. Conversion. That's were. called conversion. Yeah. Conversion and is a whole different trick unto itself, you know? Then all of a sudden, for the last month, it died. Everything died. Couldn't figure it out. Yesterday, I get an email from Google. Oh, because we, we changed corporate credit cards, so the payment needed to be updated. So they, they hit. And I was like, oh, okay, let me go in there. And it wasn't going through for some reason. I go, ah, oh, let me go check the site. Nothing. The site's not up. What, because of the site, Google I had or your Google site? About the, about the analytics, Google oh. reset the domain settings. Oh, so it just wasn't even seeing you. And disconnected the entire site. It had to have been for four weeks. Welcome now. to being canceled, Patrick. Oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Wow. You just got canceled, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you, you almost have to pay oh, someone no. just to stay on top of those freaking, all the yeah. different algorithms and stuff because one week something works the next week something else works and that one doesn't work it's actually causing you trouble uh you know honestly like i would say almost a hundred percent of my traffic right now is completely organic our organic traffic since the beginning of the year is about 20 percent increase week over week every single week it's crazy i mean i've never seen things like that. And I guess it's just because, you know, people admit to me all the time that they go to gear source, look up prices and then go sell that item locally to someone at the price that it says on gear source. So they're using us as a reference. It's okay. You know, I don't care, but uh, we're still getting that traffic obviously, but not the sale. And by organic, you're meaning networking and no, no ads, zero advertising. Yeah. Zero ads, nothing. You know, we're, we're, you know, we did a massive platform change and we decided until our platform was completely 100% stable, we weren't going to spend plus COVID. We weren't going to spend money on, uh, on Facebook ads, uh, LinkedIn ads, YouTube ads, even Google AdWords. And, uh, yeah, zero ads, completely organic. Good. 
Yeah. Oh, weird. Before COVID, our, uh, our advertising, you know, was really driven by Mai Tais and coffee for some time and did very, very well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. Oh, shit. Mr. Warren, how are you? I'm good, man. Absolutely good. Sorry to be eating in front of you, but yeah, just come back from yoga no, class. How you doing, Marsha? How you doing, everybody? What are you um, eating, Steve? Uh, Jamaican fish, actually. Jamaican there fried fish. Yeah, man. You must have that at home sometimes, right? Fish I've had it. Food. I've had it, definitely. Um, yeah, I was just checking in from you, from, checking in from the van, actually. We're about to go to Portugal for eight weeks. So, yeah, eight weeks. Is, I know, because the Americans take really short holidays. We never understand in Europe how you take... No, the Europeans take really long ones. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. You've got to change your point of reference. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the point of reference. China is stealing your shit while you're on vacation. You know, they're always stealing our shit. I'm so sick of fucking China. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm yeah. so upset with China. I mean, as I pick yeah. up another two boxes of COVID tests made in China, yeah. and you're trying to stay calm. Um, I don't know about did anyone guys, else. I mean, Eric, did you guys see that? Uh, with the... Steve, one second. Eric, did you don't... see that India uh, Harmon thing? There was an article about. Uh, Harmon going after counterfeiters in India, in India of JBL products and stuff, uh, JBL, no. AKG, that's, and they're arresting people. Like they're actually throwing people in jail in India right now. Excellent. So, sorry, um, Steve, what were you asking? No, I was going to ask Eric about this whole pass saga. I mean, it's one of the reasons, well, no, I'm not going because, you know, trying to sort of hide from work. We've still got internet connection. It's, it's Europe. We're going to Portugal. So, um, It'd be nice to see our distributors, see some customers while we're traveling. But the parts, this whole sort of supply chain fiasco is just getting from, from bad to worse. It, it's quite incredible. I mean, apart from the shortage of people. But Eric, yeah. I mean, do you have the same thing or or because you're taking stuff out of China? China seems probably the only place that maybe China has all the parts. Hi, it's David. That's what's going hey, it's on. Jeffrey. Yeah, I mean, we've we've seen isolated issues. I wouldn't say we've seen major things but um you know i've been hearing stories from us or from different manufacturers pretty much every day now people are having those challenges of finding key components basically you know processors and, and ic's yeah. and um the lead times are pretty crazy absolutely i mean you know you're talking and about six or seven months quite quite often and you're like six or seven months in our industry is, well, is just something like as small as ic chips though why wouldn't you just fly those and be done with it it's it's <laughs> not that it's supply well um, here's the other thing china china i don't know if you guys read this article a couple of days ago but um you know china said the car manufacturers need to quit whining and basically move up a decade in technology they're using archaic technology and that's why there's shortages because you know they're they're insinuating that car manufacturers are the only ones using this older board or chip technology, uh, which may or may not be the truth. I don't know. Says the people using an abacus. Yeah, <laughs> true. That's very true. Huh? Yeah. yeah. And, and as bicycles. you say, I mean, the, the the processors and the graphics cards, especially graphics cards, been going on for a while. But those are the sort of headline things. I mean, we're talking about things like encoders and ASIC chips and. Just, yeah, regular sort of, you know, almost run-of-the-mill semiconductors. Um, semiconductors, faders, encoders, all being quoted sort of six or seven months. So uh, that's the pain we're having at the moment because the orders are incredible. You know, the orders have been fantastic. Absolutely beyond expectations. So, so I suppose you can't have it all. And I'm sure it'll get solved. 
but it's from one challenge to another, isn't it? Yes. Seems so. yeah. Yes. Hey, good time to take off. <laughs> That's what I'm Indeed. Well, we've got we've got we've got about sixty-two containers on the water right now, and Holy we don't we don't know when they're gonna get here. You know, I don't know. They might get here next month, month after. They showed on the um, news this morning this entire clusterfuck of like sixty or seventy ships. Yeah, seventy ships off of the west coast port, and then another boatload of packload of them, maybe sixty or so off the east coast ports as well. They're just like so, backlogged. I, I don't get that. I mean, you've got product and it's sitting on a ship. What? Um, uh, they just can't unload them fast enough or people I, all of the ships all the ships they would come in at 50 60 percent capacity before now they're at 70 80 percent capacity as far as quantity of containers so maybe five thousand containers on a ship right right so and in the u.s i mean herrick actually just posted something on my a comment on my post today you know it takes it takes us double the time to unload a container here as it does at any other port in the world you know, so this whole infrastructure thing, there's something to it because, you know, our ports are behind in technology uh, from all the rest of the ports around the world. Yeah. And they just they just open the ports for longer hours. Just uh, right. And we are the we're the only ports in the world that don't operate 24 seven. Correct. Yeah. Because of the union holding them up is what they yeah. said. And also the neighbors because of the truck noise coming down the, the and, and all the truckers that go to pick up our containers, they're waiting eight, 12 hours just to get pick up one container. Yeah. What a mess. It's, it's a disaster. It's, and they're talking about bringing in the federal government to help manage this now because it's really – because food sitting out there. there. Food well, is food is straighten everything. Food out, is sitting out it? there on the porch, oh, you know, now, spoiling in containers. People that are ordering food from Asia, it's spoiling in the containers before it can even get here. You're muted, Marcel. Probably a good thing, but you're muted. Yeah, <laughs> I muted. Saying, I muted. I'm it. saying bring in bring in Amazon to manage the process and manage no, this whole. Fuck Amazon. No, no, no. I'm serious. Who's who's I'm better serious. at logistics? Well, Keep the federal <laughs> government out of it. Bring we in Chick-fil-A. I'm with you, Marcel. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. They, can, bring, they can clean out a driveway in no time. We're going to bring in the National Guard. National Guard's going to solve it. Hey, let me show Marcy, you something funny. Marcy, you have let me to show... support us on this. Amazon, Amazon is an evil company, man. We haven't shopped. Of we course they are. I'm not, we haven't I'm... bought anything from Amazon for like half a year, have we? That's amazing. But, I mean, if, if you've got trouble with logistics don't you want the best logistics company in the world which happens to be amazon i mean that's the only reason yeah or you can I mean, let the government do it good luck on that one. here i want to i want to show you something <laughs> funny this is, this is this is my this is this is my son's race team they're up in tennessee driving right now and i was bitching about the resolution of the videos he sent me you know typical answer send more money <laughs> we need more money we'll give you better resolution <laughs> Marcel, while we talk about supply chain stuff, can I just throw this in one sec? I really want to share this with you because we have a hilarious situation here in the UK at the moment. Um, I've just driven home. It's 10.30 at night. We've just come from yoga, so sorry I'm going to eat in front of you. But I've just driven past like a line that goes on for like two, three hundred yards from the gas station, from the petrol station. Um, yeah. And it's, it's late at night and people are queuing because it's the only petrol station in the area that actually has petrol. 
What um, the hell? I know. So what happened is like three days ago, what, 100 petrol stations, apparently out of 8,000, but that's not what was reported by the news. The news said, oh, there's a petrol shortage because what we have oh. here is a, a shortage of truckers. We have a shortage of truck drivers because of Brexit. Bloody idiots. Yeah, bloody idiots voted for Brexit. All of the European uh -huh. truckers decide to go home. So we have shortages on the shelves in the supermarket. And so everyone's yeah, we on, we wow, we had the shortage. same problem when right. when all these uh, when all these riots with toilet paper happening toilet last paper, year. Yeah, no, no, fuel. Exactly. Oh, when we when we had shortages the, back. No, but hang on a Let sec. When we had the fuel shortage, it wasn't that we didn't have fuel. We just didn't have trucks to transport the fuel from where it was to where right. it was needed. And Marcel, that is part of the problem. But what the funny thing is here for me is that when we then look back at the story, the story turns out that there were 100 petrol stations out of 8,000 petrol stations that didn't have petrol. But once the news said, ah, oh, there's 100 petrol stations that don't have petrol, then everybody went out and filled up. And suddenly every gas station, every petrol station, you just- That explains every problem we've got right now though, Steve. 100%. Is the media says, go look over there and you're looking away from what's really happening and you're going and to where they want you to look. And yeah, I mean, that's same thing. That, but that's my, that that's my panic. Amazon argument again, because I haven't missed any Amazon shipments. They all come in two days, yeah, <laughs> everything, sometimes one day, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yep. So, that's true. I mean, if you want somebody managing your logistics right now, as much Jeff as I Bezos. hate that company. Jeff Bezos. Well, yeah. it won't be long until he's in charge of the world. So I think you might have, you know, yeah. might very well turn out like that. So, well, I, I'm going to get together with a few of my friends and go buy like a little island off Jamaica or something, Steve. Let's go do that I'm and just you, deal man. with nobody. Grow I'm ganja. <laughs> grow ganja. I'm going to have to learn to smoke it again because I haven't done that in a hundred years. Right, Freak uh, tried this shit already. Bicycle, Marcel. Once you do it, you'll never forget. Just a little practice. <laughs> Nick Nick Freed cut some funny corners, though. See, Eric? I guess. Bye. Nick, Nick Freed cut some funny corners, like, you know, m mosquito spray, for example. Oof. Air conditioning, you know? Uh, yeah, so. Those mosquitoes down there were no joke. That was the worst yeah. I had ever encountered. Yeah. Yeah, nasty. I do Nasty. believe there are air conditioners in Jamaica, though. You just might have to hunt for them a bit. No, no, just not at Nick Freed's house in Belize that he used to oh, have. Oh, okay. Never this mind. Was, this was 52 miles off the coast of Belize City. Yeah. Middle of nowhere. And there were mosquitoes like... Yeah, but he paid like... He paid He paid like 25 grand for that house or something. Like, he paid nothing for it. It so, was awesome. Yeah. No, killer. Killer. I understand you can live quite nicely in Costa Rica as well. I think it's getting harder now because of all the Americans that are going there and buying up land and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah the early Americans 2000s were the best time. it up for everyone. What's that, Patrick? I said the early 2000s were the time to, to buy yeah. land in Costa Rica. Spike yeah. Brandt and I were talking about that way back in the day. Yeah. Uh, Griff Palmer bought a lot there. I think he's building now. Um, I don't know if you guys know Matt Clouser uh, owns a company called Active Lighting in Atlanta. Uh, he has a place in Costa Rica. Yeah, I know a few people who bought him in the early 2000s and did pretty well on him, I guess. Yeah. So New York music guy by the name of Bruce Forrest relocated to Costa Rica a number of years ago. So, you know. Hey, I'm a, I'm a mega... 
I'm a, I'm a mega crypto guy now. I, I, uh, I bought $500 in Bitcoin on Cash App the other day. So I'm right there, man. I'm leading the world. Oh my God. 500, so bucks, 500 big ones. Bought the I don't dip. It at all. But it's it like dipped. nothing. I yeah, mean, right after exists. I bought it, it dipped. <laughs> so does that Fabulous. mean what's your 500 worth now? 400? It's always been that way. I remember when Nick Fried used to, his name again, when he used to call me up and go, dude, it's a sure thing. You got to buy this penny stock. Buy as much as you can. And, you know, I'd buy 10 grand or 20 grand in this penny stock. And, you know, two days later, it goes from three cents to like 0.002 cents or whatever. And I'm like, dude, what just happened? No, no, don't worry. Yep. Wait it out. Wait it out. Wait it out. Yeah, yeah and then you wait long out. enough and they just take your stock away because it's not doing anything. That happened to me yeah. years ago. I was like, what the fuck happened? I had 100 shares of this. When did it go yeah. to nothing? Yeah, those billboard stocks are frightening. You got to have a uh, pretty you know, strong stomach for that you stuff. you do once. You do them just once. And yeah. then you never do them again. And that's one of them. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend who's fighting like crazy to stay out of jail right now because he ran a company that owned a bunch of companies with those penny stocks. And, you know, they just didn't like the way his staff were trading or whatever promises they were making, et cetera. And uh, FBI came after him and so he's fighting like hell to stay out of jail right now. And he's a really good guy, you know, other than that, but there are no shortcuts folks. Nope, so what, prompted, what prompted you to buy into Bitcoin at, at the time? I mean, I think it's the right decision, but so does El Salvador, obviously. <laughs> so. Yeah, but here's the thing. It was 500 bucks, Steve, and it was just out of curiosity because yeah. I totally don't understand any of the cryptocurrency and all that stuff. I just know that a lot of really smart people keep saying buy it. So I just bought a tiny little bit so I can check on it every couple of weeks and just try and figure out what's going on. And whether or not I ever go deeper in, I don't know. But get your dopamine disappointment fix every four weeks looking at it. (laughs) Well, I don't know, Patrick. I mean, what I would say is for me, I've been doing it for like, I don't know, a couple of years now. And every single time I've bought, I've thought, shit, why am I buying so high? It's ridiculous. It's $10,000, $20,000, $30,000. Last time I bought it was $32,000. Um, and every time I bought, I thought, shit, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Why are you buying these? Yeah. Every time I've looked back and thought, you absolutely moron. Why well, Steve, I just um, bought some, so you might want to start selling. I'm just saying, like, yeah, if I buy a stock, you want to short it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think no, I just started a new currency called uh, BitBob, and you guys are welcome <laughs> to invest. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pineapple-based currency. Be careful. There you yeah. go. He he invests in defunct uh, rental companies. I bet. I mean, once again, going it goes back to your your risk tolerance. You know, just as anything, and you, whether it's it's elect, you know, cryptocurrency or stock, you have to have the risk tolerance and the patience too is the most important thing. And and Steve, I'm sure you can attest. That crypto, you know, everybody gets typed on. You know, oh, buy the dip. It's going to go up. I'm going to be a bajillionaire in four days. But when you look at how the, the 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 progressive growth of that stuff over the last six years, you know, it's worth holding on to long term. And you have to resign yourself to saying, I'm just not going to look at this for a long yeah, time. Yeah, don't check the price every day. Yeah, yeah it'll drive you nuts. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. You know, if you would invest in 
If, if you had invested $1,000 in Bitcoin back in 2011, it would have been worth upwards of $4 million now. What? Yeah. So what are you doing with all that cash then, Patrick? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. He's putting it all on red. <laughs> I that sounds that. My wife. <laughs> that Damn. sounds ingenious. Hey, yeah. I got three o'clock. I will see all you folks next week. Bye, Mark. Adios. Take care, Mark. Have a good week. You, everybody, too. Yeah. I just wanted to pop in and say hi. I've been swamped, so I haven't forgotten good. you, and I miss you all. We hey, miss you. Yay. Yay. Glad to see yeah, you. Some, sometimes there's actually people here still, and sometimes, like last week, there's, you know, six of us arguing over football or something. So, um, just depends if people are working, I guess. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to try and I'm, I got to, I got to walk from one gig to another. I think it's in a week or two, maybe three weeks. So I figure I'll just try and get, catch you on the way from radio city to Bryant park. I thought that'd be nice. Ooh, name dropper. <clears throat> I usually don't, but I thought that's my favorite walk when I go from one to the other. So. Good. Right. Very nice, cool. Nice to hear you're back at work. Thank you. How are you guys doing? Good. Things are good. So, Diana, is there? There's lots of work out there. I mean, here in the UK, there's there's certainly a lot of shows on. People are busy. Everyone's looking for technicians, which is really great after the year and a half we've had. Although, I just spoke to a friend who's just was supposed to be flying out to Portugal for a big show on Friday, and he says no, they've just brought in a new ruling saying they're not allowing anything over ten thousand people. So that's his festival has has been kicked into touch. Mm. Uh, so it's still like sort of, you know, happening and then it pulls back in different countries and then it's happening again. But here in the UK, I mean, there's work, which is great. You know, all the freelancers I know are busy, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's we're short, we're short, short of people, short of resources, short of everything, just like we predicted. Yeah. The only the only thing I'm seeing that's <clears throat> not opening up at all is, is Asia. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's still terrible over there. Like, you know, Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore, just no Indonesia shows still. really is having a, a, a phenomenally difficult time. Um, yeah. You know, Bali, Bali in particular, uh, we've got a, a bunch of friends over there and they're just biding their time. It's, it really sucks because they're completely yeah. on uh, tourism. Yeah. That's no, brutal. And uh, so, you know, we see a lot of gear moving from Asia into Europe, into the U.S., um, you know, that's been very busy. I mean, freight becomes a problem because still, no matter what, you have to get it to whoever the buyer is. So, but we're seeing people flying stuff because flying becomes cheaper and more convenient, obviously, than than boat, especially, you know, like an MA2 console, for example. We're seeing a lot of people fly those uh, instead of putting them on a ship because, A, you can get the the flight and be it gets there even if it's late it's still only a week as opposed to you know 20 weeks or something so but yeah we're seeing uh you know i we actually bought a liquidation of a malaysian sound company not a very big company but you know big dnb system bunch of roby stuff um and you know they were just like they tried for a while to sell it but they couldn't handle the logistics of selling onesie twosies. And then finally they just came and said, Hey, you know, can you just buy it from us? And 
<clears throat> we looked at it, including the freight, and the price was such that we felt like we could make a little profit and sell it here in the U.S. So it's sad, though. I mean, I don't want to take advantage of anybody. That's for sure. You know, you know, some people do, I guess. Well, no, it's a tough, you know, it, 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 you have to look at that and go, all right, am I taking advantage of it or am I actually alleviating somebody at this point? Because the, right. their particular situation is unsustainable. You know, it, I, I would rather have someone bail me out at that lower price just to get me out of it. At that yeah. Point. So I yeah. can't rebuild. No, I mean, if you have a million or $2 million in inventory, and you haven't done a show for a year and a half, that begins to look pretty appealing at that point, you know? Very much so. Feeding your family, figuring out what to do next, you know? So, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, it's just about being smart about what those the, the short versus long-term decisions are. Yeah. We just went through it with real estate for the the uh, previous studios. You know, we, we've sold the previous studios because the real estate on it was worth vastly more then it's going to generate in the next oh, wow. months. So yeah. we ran the numbers and went, well, that's a no-brainer. You grab it now and then fine. Nobody's beating down the door for previs right now. Perfect. We'll yeah. rebuild that even even cooler yeah. later Get on. Get it back later. And yeah. make a profit on it. Like, yeah. Do it. No, that makes makes tons of sense. You get Smart your move. Out, it's, you know, it works. Smart move. My son leaves uh, Monday for for uh, England. And uh, I think I told you guys before, but a couple of weeks ago, I realized his passport expires while he's in England. And because he got his passport before he was 16, um, it's a brand new passport now because a child passport, you can't, uh, you can't, uh, whatever you call it, renew it. Um, so it was a new passport. So, you know, you try and call the passport office, forget it. Here in Miami, you can't even get an appointment at the passport office, forget it. So I was either going to go to Atlanta to try and get into the passport office. Um, but then I called an agency called Visa Express. I've used them before. And um, they said, no problem. You just have to wait till exactly two day or two weeks before he leaves. And this is like four weeks before he leaves. And I'm like, well, that feels really uncomfortable and sketchy, <laughs> you know, that you're telling me to wait two more weeks and then apply because I can't get it now four weeks at a time. Like, and he goes, those are the rules. Like the passport office won't treat it as an emergency unless you're within two weeks of your uh, departure. And so I waited Monday of last week was exactly two weeks. You got to go to the post office to fill out an application. And then you got to put a bunch of stuff into a FedEx envelope, send it overnight to the Visa Express office. Long story short, we got the passport today and it only cost me, 500 bucks i think so <clears throat> it's a scary it thing through. though this international travel these days yeah yeah you got a new passport today that's great because so, i've been, I've been hearing them? absolute horror stories out of the state four months four or five months yeah four or five I have months a friend in new york who's going through some real real horrible stuff same thing can't get a passport wallet was stolen doesn't have id you know it's just a nightmare and can't get to an office to have anybody respond to even make an appointment to go Forget in it. with your documents <laughs> and get anything done. It's like being yeah. a hamster wheel. You can't well, I mean, if it. you want, I can give you a phone number for this place and, uh, oh, yeah. and Text it to just me. give it I'll to your friend and they can, uh, they can contact them. I mean, it's, it's fairly guaranteed. It's just, you got to get all the documents, right. You got to do everything properly. If you do, you get it. Cause his, his team 
they had to do the same thing. And uh, everybody got yeah. their passports. So please yeah. text it to me. I'd appreciate that, Marcel. We'll do. Would be very grateful. <clears throat> and you're gone when, Steve? When do you leave? Wow, uh, we're sailing. We sail from Portsmouth in the UK to Santander in Spain tomorrow at ten o'clock. Jesus, you oh, brag nice. a lot. So the place is chaotic. Um, we're in a, in a flat, so we're trying to get everything into our little RV. And my partner's in the background packing up stuff. <laughs> so you say you sail, but you're putting everything in the RV. So what, are you going on a ferry or something? Yeah, that's right. I just thought it was easier rather than drive all the way through France and Spain just to like take two that's days cool. sailing. Out. And then um, really spend quite a bit of time in Portugal. A lot of people in the UK... And part of this is because of Brexit, I think. A lot of people, are, like myself, are just disgusted with the rest of the UK. You know, how, excuse me in my language, but how the fuck did we get here? This Brexit thing is bad, you know? It's, it's just disrespectful to other, the other countries, you know? Well, the of, of pop being, over here for a couple of days. <laughs> you know, it ain't well, any better, I, son. I, I spin know. on it, man. I, I think the English think they're going to get the empire back. They think they're getting India back, you know? <laughs> Maybe we already back. have. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Steve, are you going to be in the Algarve at all? Uh, yes. Yeah, we're starting right at the north and then sort of, you know, sort of nipping down to like maybe 10 or 12 different towns and, and cities. So. If you get a chance, stick your nose into Salema, S-E-L-M-A. I think it's just a beautiful little spot of nothingness. And it's just it's just heaven. It's truly one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. I think what is it? Almost at the tip. I'm going to ask like you in the text about that. Yeah, text it over yeah please do. Please do. For some reason, I think Portugal seems very similar to Costa Rica, as you say, um, in terms of there are a lot of sort of, I don't know, free thinking people, just, yeah, just sort of nice, vibey people heading that way. And, and sometimes maybe that happens in a country that a yeah. lot of people. And so a lot of people we're talking to are, are yeah, I don't know, getting property there or, or setting up there. And so I just want to go and see what it's all about. I think the Portuguese we'll are really that. lovely people as well. It's just lovely, lovely people. I'll be signing in and telling you how we're doing. <laughs> awesome. That'll be great. Excellent. Well, and, and pictures of Nazare. Yes. Yes. We're all the surfers hang out. Yeah. That's a cool have, you seen the, have you seen the 100 Foot Wave documentary on HBO? No. What's that? It's a, it's a series um, that's that basically uh, tracks the whole uh, – really discovery of Nazare and that break where they, they're surfing the massive hundred foot waves. Right. And uh, they, they talk about basically how it was founded and attempted for years and then finally built up slowly into getting international surfing teams to come over and then building it into a spot that was uh, able to have world championships for big wave riding and how the, the local government, Nazare, helped formulate all of this as a form of tourism um, and got behind the whole movement of it. It's a very cool documentary. It's like, I don't know, 10 episodes or something on HBO. It's great. I'd like to check that out because Nazare, exactly, you know, the people who are sort of migrating towards there and sort of like it's like a magnet for, for yeah, a lot of interesting yeah. people. And, and it, it, it looks absolutely gorgeous. I, I haven't been there yet. Well, see you, Claudette. Have fun. Get him well. Yeah. Although, Marcel, I, hope, I have to I say can... your backdrop is still 100%. I mean, Jesus, look at that. I'm only out here because I feel really, I don't know what happened, but a couple hours ago, all of a sudden I started getting like flu or COVID symptoms. 
and like shivering and getting a temperature and all this stuff. But I mean, I've had it twice and and I've got the vaccine. I'm pretty confident. Plus I haven't been around people in a few days, pretty confident. I don't have COVID, but I don't know. It's just weird. So I was freezing to death in the house. So I went outside and I'm sitting here in 85 degrees and I'm not even, not even hot. Weird. He's a walking breakthrough case. Yeah. Yeah. My first cold in like uh, maybe a year and a half, two years. I can't remember what it's like having a cold. And I have a really serious cold and sore throat. I was, I was really quite poorly last night, this morning. Um, and I think that's happening a lot because people have been away from each other. And we've, you know, so one of the benefits is none of us have got sick for a long time. Um, yeah. So I tested myself twice today just because obviously every time you sneeze, everyone stands back from you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's very back. true. And you want to say, look, very I'm true. Twice. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Lynn. Hi, guys. Hold on. I got to put Lynn. my picture back on. How are you? Hey, Just hey, be Lynn. careful. You're driving. So, um, as you know, I work at, yeah, I was driving on I-4. Sorry. Um, I work at Amway Center, and we've had a lot of concerts. But last Saturday night was Jay Cole, and he's very, very popular. However, his trucks with his equipment were supposed to be there at eight in the morning per usual. And they got there at 1130, almost noon and started setting up. And they were so late, late, late. There was problems. There was all kinds of agita. He went on about 11, 1130, somewhere like that. And people were leaving the arena at two 30 in the morning. So uh, and, you know, wow. so my team was even later because, you know, we have to finish up and make sure everybody's gone and everything's safe. It was a long day. Good. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've had that a couple of times before with um, Guns N' Roses. And I was going to say Guns N' Roses, perhaps. You know, yeah. classic. Yeah, they classic also, case. they didn't even get into town at the airport until 11 o'clock at night. Uh, but That's anyway. Um, That's Axel, though. The, the yeah, Jake I mean, Hall is just—that's the, the Jake Hall is just the Rock Nation dartboard of routing that came out because they broke that out out of COVID. That was the first thing back, yeah. slapped it up on Rapino's yeah. wall and said, "Let's go for it." Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Um, uh, I guess there were, you know, as usual, when people are sitting there waiting for an act, and where I work, they are served um, food and beverage in the loge boxes. They oh, no, start to get drunk. Cranky. They get drunk and they get crazy and they start fighting. Well, they're probably running out of money. You know, beers at seventeen dollars each or whatever. It's easy to run out of cash soon. So I get pissed off too. I bet they're pretty damn close. I know at the Dolphins game a couple weeks ago, I got a bottle of water and a Mick Ultra, and it wasn't one of those like you know the monster beers that they serve you at arenas and stuff nowadays. It was a regular size Mick Ultra and a bottle of water, and it was eighteen dollars. Oh my god! Holy crap! Yeah, and then and then they put a field on the thing because it's all electronic pay. They put a field there right. for tip. You know, and I'm like, you yeah, gotta be freaking do. kidding me! <laughs> you know, be. yeah. Well, you can't you can't beat up the servers or whatever. They're they're well, beat them up. All they did was grab two cans of uh, one of oh. beer and one of water. So oh, no, so I'm not beating up the servers, but stand. yeah, Lord yeah, Jesus. Lord Jesus, please help this man. He's gone from Corona Premier to Mick Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> Only because they didn't have it, son. Only because they didn't have it. Coming up, uh, we're going to have. Um, I have Lauren Daigle on Friday, 
I guess that'll hey, be fine. Uh, but we have uh, Harry Styles Bye, next week, and that's going to be crazy. Harry Styles. Nice. Yeah, that'll be... Everybody that'll... and their mother has asked me for tickets already, and I'm like... No you such know, thing. Where I, where I work, they're all sold out. I mean, it's just 17 yeah. plus right now. Yeah. So... I've hey got folks, I gotta, I gotta to jump. I need to jump. I gotta go too, but I, at least I got to hear some of you guys. Hey, uh, LDI. So I'm booked. Marsha's booked. Who else is booked? Is everybody booked? There's only six of us left here. Um, yeah, my yeah. Okay, so there's gonna be five of us, six. anyways. Yeah. I'd like to go. Yeah. I, I go in on. Uh, I go in on Thursday and leave on Sunday afternoon to go up to Canada. So. That's my trip. All right, guys. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Patrick, I'll Bye. be in touch. Bye-bye. Bye. See yeah. you guys next week. Bye. Yeah. You always